She wasn't nostalgic for Sydney's outer western suburbs, of course. No one could be sorry to leave behind that weatherboard hovel by the train track in Chenali. But she needed room to breathe. Ravenbank was suffocating her. Well, you're one of us now. There was no higher praise that Miriam could bestow. Sheena was the daughter she'd never had, according to Francis. And for sure, she'd have been a massive improvement on Sheena's actual mom, a surfy chick who gave birth at fifteen and was run over by a truck one night when she was out of it on cocaine, looking for business on the streets of Kering Bar, instead of looking after her daughter. You're very kind. You're not fretting about that dreadful man. Meek, are you, pet? Miriam cared. That was the difference. She'd never even met Craig Meek, but already she was worried sick about what he might do now he was out of prison. Hey, it's fine. Craig isn't any sort of ghost, just a selfish, troublemaking bully. Nice as pie, as long as everything is going his way. But when it isn't... Miriam peered at her, as if straining to decipher a message written in code. Promise you'll be careful. Now he's back in Pooley Bridge. Well, it's too close for comfort, when he has a history of violence. I'm not running scared, Sheena said. I wouldn't give him the satisfaction. And that is a promise. The velvet curtains weren't thick enough to deaden the lash of rain on the flagstones outside. The clock struck six, but it felt like midnight. This vast sitting room was drafty despite the crackling fire. Sheena reckoned the whole house needed a makeover to bring it into the twenty-first century, but she wasn't going to hang around waiting for it to happen. Who could blame her for counting the days until she landed back at Kingsford Smith? Miriam tossed another log from the wicker basket onto the flames, and Sheena reached out to warm her hands. Why do you ask about ghosts? Don't say you've forgotten. Today is Halloween. I wanted to go to a party. Sheena feigned a pout. Francis wouldn't hear of it. I told him, you don't have to believe in ghoulies. It's only an excuse for a piss-up. But he'd rather stay at home, the lazy sod. The one thing he isn't pet is lazy. Miriam seldom ventured to contradict Sheena, but she'd defend Francis to the death. He's absolutely tireless. That's why he reached the top of his profession. Yeah, I hear the nurses worshipped him. No wonder he expects everyone to jump when he says jump. Sometimes he makes me feel like a stupid kid. Sheena smiled. Both of them knew she was anything but stupid. Francis wouldn't want to spend the rest of his life with an airhead, whatever she looked like. It's just his way. He thinks the world of you, and now wonder. During that terrible time when Esme was ill, he couldn't have got through it without you. A pink tinge appeared on Miriam's leathery cheeks. This was another of Sheena's gifts, her lavishness with praise. It cost nothing to make people feel good, and sometimes they were generous in return. You always say such nice things, pet but I was only doing my job.
Francis shouldn't have stayed on in this house, Sheena said, even though he doesn't believe in ghosts any more than I do. Mr. Palladino's a man of science, Miriam shook her head. He doesn't believe in anything he can't see and touch. Sheena clasped her hands. How's this for an idea? We can celebrate, commemorate the occasion. I mean, we can't just ignore our very own legend. It wouldn't be fair on poor old Gertrude. Let's mark the faceless woman's anniversary with champagne. Oh, pet, I don't think it... The sitting-room door creaked open, and the words died on Miriam's tongue. The man who walked in carried a stick and winced with every step he took. His sparse grey hair was wet, his barber coat dripped onto the carpet. Filthy night, a voice of authority.